Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I think something we all want is just to move through life feeling good, feeling joyful, feeling like we want to wake up in the morning and get after our day. And I personally, you know, love the way that you share on your social, just how you just bring, you bring so much joy into your days. And I know knowing you personally, that's something that you really intentionally curate it's something that um, you've you've like really worked on throughout your life. And if someone's listening to this and they're just not feeling good in their day to day, what are some things that we can do to just start feeling better, feeling good? Or even if it's not feeling a hundred thousand percent, but even just a little bit better mm. today, mm. how can we turn our day around today? Well, I can I tell I you, know I there's think a this lot. is like my favorite conversation. Like I, if there's anything else I would talk about there would be nothing like joy is my favorite conversation because I really do think it's my greatest accomplishment I was not born a joyful I maybe probably was born a joyful person but I definitely forgot along the way and I've really specifically made the effort to get that back because I really don't think there is any other way to live life than just to be happy every single day and I think so many of us are delaying our happiness when we get this when we get to that once we finish that blah 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 so I think there's, I always think about happiness and joy as kind of two different levels. One is like your kind of surface mood of the day. You know what I mean? So that would be, you know, things that are happening to you today, how you feel about what happened to you yesterday, any little worries you're having, someone says something that annoyed you or not annoyed you, or you woke up and it was sunny. You know, it tends to be like surface circumstantially type of things. Mm-hmm. Then there's another level underneath where it's like the deep satisfaction of feeling like your life has meaning, that kind of joy. Yeah. So obviously, ideally, you want to have both. Yes. But I think that what you need to do is understand that the surface one is always going to have waves to it, right? So that's like the, the top of the sea. It's always going to peak and trough. It's always going to come and go. And so I think the real key with that level is A, to understand that the troughs are not permanent. So you can just kind of see them wash over you. And I think also that means that you can take them more lightly when things come up, right? Like when something happens that annoys you or brings you down, because you don't invest in it or take it so seriously or allow it to be the thing that breaks your whole day, you can get to kind of put it in its place and say, okay, you know what? So-and-so was late for me and I was kept waiting, but like it's is it really that big of a deal type of thing like and then with practice okay let me practice just being happy now anyway in this next moment let me just practice how would I act 
if I didn't let that thing get to me. And the first time you do it, it's going to feel awkward as hell. It's going to feel inauthentic as hell, but you will get better at it because it's just like a muscle that you flex, just like getting better at not letting things take you down. Those little inconsequential things, right? And, you know, similarly, when you are in a peak in your day, I would say ride that thing all the way, <laughs> all the way through as much as you can because when you are in a good mood, when I wake up and I'm in a good, in a good, good mood, I like maximize the shit out of that thing. I'm like, let's like twirl around in the park and let's like look at all this joy and wonder and let's tell everyone that I love them. Let me share my appreciation for people because I'm already in that good, open hearted feeling state. So let me do things that get me even more in there because I think it's hard to be super open hearted when you're in like the down right yeah. when you're in the down the expectation is not to like sing with the birds the expectation is okay let me practice not letting this get me so down and just like get to like an okay state again and sometimes you will be able to get even higher and that's great but you know just always get to the the next step higher than wherever you are at any point in that peak in that trough but then i also think that underneath right the waves there's the seabed and the seabed is like your general happiness and satisfaction with life. So I'm in a place now where I feel like I'm really, really happy with the person I've become and I'm becoming. I still have a ways to go, but I feel connected enough to myself. I feel enough um, open heartedness. I feel enough um, connection to life, the good and the bad. I feel honest enough with myself. I feel like I've created enough good things in my life that I like. Of course, there's more things that I want. There's still things I want to create. Like I don't have a home yet and that's something I really want. I want a life partner. That's not something I have right now. So, but those things are not lacking to me because I'm more there than not there, if you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I also think that even if I didn't have a career that I loved or friends that I was really happy with or a relationship with myself and kindness towards myself and an appreciation of life and an ability to laugh and be have levity and all those things that are in my, in my riverbed, in my seabed, even if I had nothing else in my seabed, the most important thing that gives you that deep sort of satisfaction underneath it is like, can you tell the truth to yourself about where you are? Can you have your own back, right? So even if I had nothing, I think my seabed would still be good enough because I've created this ability with myself to say, there's nothing that you can't say to you about how you feel. I've got you. No matter how you feel, no matter what feeling you're going, no matter what experience you're going through, whether you're feeling anger towards someone, jealous towards someone, resentful towards someone, fearful about anything, small things that you think you would previously feel judgmental about, things that you think are not okay to feel, let's sit with ourselves and really think about this. And I think when you are able to be a good friend to yourself, it does give you this base level of security, which is a foundation for joy. I don't think it's easy to feel joy when you don't have a solid foundation with yourself because anytime you are in joy then, you live as if you're in fear when something good happens to you, it's gonna be taken away. When something good happens to me now, I know that I can just enjoy it for what it is because I know that when there's the troughs are coming, I know how to handle how to be with myself through the trough and I actually know how to make it a pretty damn good experience too. Like I know how to let it move me I know how to let me grow from it, learn from it, how to really hit my knees in this like beautiful humility towards life and what it's teaching me and not seeing the bad as necessarily bad or seeing it as a failing about me, but just seeing it all as a learning experience and how I've managed to reframe that about life. So 
I think if you are having more bad days and they're kind of stringing together, that's usually the cue of, okay, maybe there's an issue with the seabed. And would you, would you th- say that even the relationship with you might even be a depth lower than the seabed? That's a good, that's a good way of seeing it actually. Yeah. Because you're talking about two different things there. Yeah. You've got the things happening in like the really deep things happening in your life, mm-hmm. but then really below, I don't even know what's you're below so the seabed. The sand, like the, the yeah. core, the core of the earth or yeah. whatever. That's your relationship with you and you've got that really solid. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so, 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 so true. And so I think the expectation of what most of us are trying to do is make the surface flat. Mm. And you know what, honeys? The surface is never, ever, there's nothing you can ever do to secure the surface being flat. But also, no matter. there's so much less that you can do with a flat surface. I mean, yeah, you can uh, paddleboard if you want. <laughs> you can float. But there's so many more fun things you can do on a wavy ocean. Yeah. It's so true. You say this all the time. You're like, a, a lot, there's a lot of things that people think that they want life to look like. Mm-hmm. They think they want to do nothing with their days. They think they want to do this. They think that they want to just be happy all the time. But do we really want to just everything to be going good all the time? No. I think most people wouldn't know. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to grow. We wouldn't appreciate the happiness. We wouldn't feel stretched and challenged, which we also need an equal measure to be satisfied with life. So maybe we need to separate happiness mm-hmm. and s- deep satisfaction, right? Because you can experience moments of happiness and you can be a happy person with a happy disposition, right? Moments of happiness is your surface. Yes. Happiness, b- being a happy person is more from the core of the earth, okay. right? Yes. And having um challenges and things that help grow you is also surface right so you can be happy on the surface but you can also be challenged on the surface yes when i'm challenged on the surface i know that i've done enough to my core of the earth that i'm a generally open heartfelt moving from a heart centered good to myself kind to myself hold myself through the process know that I'm a good enough person have beautiful intentions no matter what life throws at me I can turn things around I can phrase things in a good way to myself I can nurture myself I can hold my own hand through things whatever so even when something is happening on the surface I don't think it's my entire life I think most of us have been told that the surface of the sea is the entire life Mm. And therefore, that's why we allow ourselves to be rocked so much. Because if we're just a boat, we are going to rock. If we don't drop the anchor, if we drop the anchor, the waves come. We realize it's just the waves. We're, we're attached a, to we're the We're not seabed. a boat. You're the core. Yeah. But we, we think that we are just the boat. Mm. If you learn how to put anchors down, I can have a deep satisfaction with my life and my life experience. And have everything going to and shit And still have things you. go to shit. <laughs> okay, so then... If we've got the core and we've got the surface, how how would we make sure? What did you call the seabed? Like what what is the process of like getting that seabed to really be like a good like a good experience? Like okay. let's say we've got you know obviously you said like you've got you know great career situation going on. You do want a love relationship. There's it, you can be at various levels of mm-hmm. joy or happiness in mm-hmm. each of those seabed areas, but. Mm-hmm. How are, how are we creating more seabed, joy in those seabed areas? Okay, so I think there's two things to it. One is understanding that no matter how much you have, humans are expanding beings, so we're always going to want more. 
So I think the fact that we want more sometimes makes us feel like that means we're lacking or we're not enough where we are. Okay. That's not the case. So, um, you know, even if you're Elon Musk, you, there's a next thing you're going to want to create. Even if you've made all your dreams come true, if anyone has ever made all their dreams come true, they wake up the next day and go, now what? What's next? Okay. So I think that is a process to get excited about. However... I do believe that most people, we have basic human needs. We, we have needs for connection. We have needs for um, like self-expression and belonging and love, right? So I think that um, even though I'm not with somebody right now that I want to spend the rest of my life with, okay, what I really want is um, some level of connection with human beings, right? So I can feel the lack of a life partner in my life, and this has been a really interesting experience for me because feeling a lack, i.e. creating the space for in your life, whilst also not mistaking that that means there's anything wrong with you. Or missing. Or missing. So I think, as in missing in like a character assassination type of way. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's something wrong with me. This thing is not here. Yeah. I can feel my soul yearning for it, but I don't think, I don't self-flagellate myself over it. However, am I going to take an honest look about um, anything that I do want in my life? Where's even the 5% that I'm playing in it not coming, not coming to me, right? And I think that's where we have to face our real feelings. And we have to almost, you know, my friend Dara has this wonderful exercise where she'll take out a piece of paper and I've done it with her many times and it's transformational where we write down like what's bugging me? Or what things, things that are annoying me right now. And you literally just allow yourself to write down every single thing that is annoying to you, no matter how petty or small. Because like it or not, even if you think of yourself as above all those kind of thoughts in a spiritual being and you don't, and you don't like to think of yourself that way, that's your ego blocking you from the truth of how your inner self is feeling. And all of those things are your humanness and we all have them. And so when you face them, you then know how to work with them or how to turn them around. But if you don't acknowledge them, then you can't create something new in the space, in the place of them. So people who, for example, like my, one of my biggest, um, bugbears with the spiritual industry is the narratives that they help people build around when there's challenges in their lives right so nowadays people feel like it's totally okay to say oh I'm going through an up level or the universe is putting me through this ascension process or I'm having ascension symptoms and blah 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 versus saying I'm not getting out there and doing the thing that scares me with my career and that's why you know things that's are why coming I feel to me. sick or yeah. that's why I feel tired all the time yeah and even, like I said, even if there's only 5% of that that you're contributing to, that's the only part that you have control over. That's the only part that you need to have control over in order for the universe to do the rest for you. And so you need to look at that. Like, where am I telling myself these narratives versus like, what is the thing I'm not doing? You know what I'm saying? Or so, even what's the thing I'm not feeling? Because when you're saying you're yeah. writing down those, those, what you feel irritated about, mm -hmm. I think in the spiritual, like you can feel like it's unspiritual to, mm -hmm. you know, kind of throw a fit a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's one of the, honestly, one of the most transformational things I've learned from you is being able to feel those really actually like express those really icky human mm -hmm. emotions. Like I don't feel good. Let's not pretend we don't feel good. Yeah. It's okay if you, you sometimes you have to act like a brat a little bit or like oh, yeah. say the bratty thing or you know, lash out a little bit. Like that's not unspiritual or mm -hmm. unevolved or unconscious to do those things. Sometimes that is when you're saying the 5% that mm -hmm. you have control over is just expressing that in the really ugly human way. Yeah. You've taught me that. Let and yourself be ugly. Yeah. So that's yeah. what you're saying, right? Yeah. It's like that's the piece. Yeah. And I think if you don't address 
those things, then you can't see how you're not, how you, if you put it this way, you can't grow, you cannot grow. You can do all this subconscious, spiritual crystals, creas, what if you can't name how you're standing in your own way of getting the things that are on your seabed. So house, career, dream life, kids, you know, those things that give you that deep satisfaction and joy about life. Like, let's say, for example, one of the things on my seabed is like, dancing and celebration and being with people right I there's certain ways that I would block that if I want that so bad and I don't feel like it's in my life now I feel like I have enough of it in my life because I've addressed the ways that I actually without even necessarily knowing how I have to shed light on how do I how am I standing in the way instead of being like oh it's because of this or because of COVID or because of you know this person hurt me before and so I have a wound about that like okay maybe it is that you have a wound about that but then how can you what's your what's your change now what's your transformation around that what do you do to reverse that or to make it different it's always about the energy that you put in if you own that it's your responsibility you have the ultimate power to change it. So that so, micro example, because mm-hmm. it's it's like a very simple example of like you wanted more dancing and connection in your mm-hmm. life. Like you, did you see something that you were blocking yourself from being able to have that? A hundred percent. Like what? Can you share that with us? Yeah. Or is it too private? No, no, I'll share it. So um, when I was in my twenties, I used to love organizing get togethers I was always the one who was like okay Thursday Friday Saturday we were out every week Thursday Friday Saturday dinner and dancing dinner and dancing dinner and dancing and um I used to love it I was like the one that you know I would take like an active participation in like booking the thing and and messaging everyone and seeing who's coming and all the things and then um I dated a guy who was very not that way and I think to have togetherness with him I kind of dropped a lot of my friends and you know on the other hand I know it all was a perfect storm because it was that kind of late 20s time when everyone a lot of my friends just ended up leaving London and our sort of group we had like we were like a big group but it sort of dispersed but you know I could have still owned that energy and done that with other people and then my next um relationship um, let's put it this way. He was more, um, into like, I perceived that his way of socializing was more like cool than mine. Mm. And so I suppressed mine because I thought that mine was like not even worth having, you know, yeah. and that mine was not going to be interesting enough for him. And so for the four and a half years that we were together, I, I basically completely lost touch of that. Um, and then, you know, there's obvious other yeah. circumstances that came in like COVID, but COVID is not the blame, right? It's me. And, um, you know, ever since realizing that I now realize like, hold on a second, what does a, what does celebration and dancing look like to you? You don't have to be going to the coolest club that doesn't add as in to some people, maybe they do, but to me, I don't. Right. And actually, what do you love? You love going to concerts. You love going out with people who love, who are as, um, liberated as you. I use that word as in like, they'll happily dance without needing to get drunk or they'll sing in the car with you without having to whatever. Mm -hmm. And literally since I changed that and owned my part in it and where have I gone wrong? And where have you held yourself back from having those experiences? Where I held myself back from having those experiences. I swear to you, two weeks ago, I came back to London, Diana Ross concert, Ed Sheeran concert. There's another one this Friday. Like, it just... Those experiences are coming to you. Coming. And there's another one on the 28th of July. Like, so it just falls into place because I owned my piece. And um, another small thing that you can be doing is like, where can you be creating that 
in your even if you're not yet calling in like we're making this big comparison this as an example to like a big comparison of other mm-hmm. things in your life mm-hmm. but like if you haven't called those experiences in yet like getting invited to an Ed Sheeran concert how can you create that that experience or that feeling in your everyday life which is what you do you wake up in the morning you turn on music you dance you dance down yes. the street you do that you created that energy yeah. in your own experience because I mean I don't know I can't yes. pinpoint it but you weren't always doing that in no. your everyday life no and you're right and I started doing that um I mean I've 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 done that for a long time but I suppressed it in my previous relationship last year um when we broke up at the beginning of 2021 I really like took it back you know what I mean and um so it's been a process between now and then but I really took it back and then the next guy that I was with was much more into this kind of joy and celebration and you know you saw us one time we were like you know just dancing around the ballroom dancing in the kitchen to some romantic song or god knows what and on our second date he said to me like will you dance with me in the kitchen and I was like is this like I almost doubted I almost doubted that that could exist because I hadn't seen I hadn't been with someone who was like that before yeah right before him so anyway yes to what you're saying about calling things in and getting invited but also I didn't call it in I was like a universe I mean whatever you call calling in it depends if you call this calling in but I was like universe this is what I want out of my life and then I booked the Ed Sheeran concert I booked Ah. the Diana Ross concert the next one I'm getting invited to experiences so and I also created the energy like you're saying of joy and celebration and blah 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 and it's interesting because people who I would be who I would have been shy to do that with my friends I did it anyway and there are certain I was surprised at how many of them decided to come with me so all I had to do was you know create that and then actually people always are happy to jump on board when there's more joy and happiness at the at the key to it and that goes i'm using a small example here because because it's it's illustratable yeah but let's say people are talking about like okay i want to create the career that makes me really happy that's like a much bigger bigger thing what would you say about that i think listening to you talk through that it's one when i I try to systemize what you just said Mm mm-hmm one is you got really clear about your role in how you were blocking it. Yeah. Like really honest with yourself, yeah. even if you had to admit to yourself, um, I am putting myself in relationships with people that don't bring out that in me. And that's mm-hmm. something that's really important to me. So in a career, it's like, am I putting myself in situations that are actually keeping me small mm-hmm. and situations that aren't allowing to me to like feel actually really capable and like good at the things I'm good at. So it's like mm-hmm. asking yourself the question of where am I blocking myself? And then you clear that up mm-hmm. and, and correct me if I'm wrong. And then you decide, you know what I am, you, you, you knew you were worthy of it. I know I, I hesitate to say the worthy thing cause I don't always think that, um, you know, calling in your big career or whatever it has to always do with worthiness but it's Mm -hmm. like you cleared up your side of the street Mm -hmm. opened it up and said you demanded it from Mm -hmm. the universe you Mm -hmm. said i demand this from my life i I expect nothing less Mm -hmm. and and knew that it would happen and Mm -hmm. also you were in the driver's seat yes you didn't you didn't say universe i'm gonna sit on my couch and you send me these experiences Mm -hmm. you put yourself in the driver's seat and you also said how can i in and maybe you didn't consciously do this but you created that experience in the micro moments so if i'm trying to call in this incredible career like okay this is coming to my mind about when i try when i in quotes called in Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word this career Mm -hmm. 
I left a, a, a job that I wasn't feeling like I was really in my gifts. I had found out about human design a couple of years before that. And when I left that, that job and started my own business, I was super, super clear that I was going to do it in a way that was aligned for me. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to, you know, call in in quotes, the, the thing, my purpose, the big career that is really going to expand me, going to fill me, going to make me feel like I'm doing my thing in the world. I have to show up as that person. Mm. So I showed up as that person in the small clients that I took on. I said, how can I make money right now? Mm -hmm. I have this one skill that I can monetize. Okay, I monetized it. But I was even telling you yesterday when I was like making contracts, I was showing up in Mm. those contracts, writing those contracts, owning like what I knew I was good at, setting my, you know, Mm -hmm. my expectations for a relationship with those clients. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I I was that version, the version I am of me today. Mm. I was being that version of me in the smaller smaller ways every single day. Yeah. And so to go back to this, you know, how do you create more feel good in your life is even if, for example, you haven't got your baseline bigger things that you want that really... The seabed. The seabed, the the things that you call a good life, whatever that looks like to you, is you remember that you um, have the power to start acting with your actions, demonstrating that you already um, are making moves towards creating that for yourself in your own life. And that's when you activate the powers of the universe to come in and help you. But you have to put your money where your mouth is. You can't just say, I want this. You have to say, I want this. And how can I bring it in? If it's a small way, if it's a little bigger, it will get bigger with time, the more I practice it. But like, if I want a house, you know, I have to first admit to myself that I want a house because that creates a space in your energy for a house to come then maybe, you know, there isn't like one specific process. You know, there's so many different ways of quote unquote manifesting and we Mm -hmm. each have our own way. But other things that you would do would be like, okay, well, um, what kinds of homes do I like? Or what are the ways that I have blocked myself from wanting a home? There's a huge concept in um, a modality that I'm trained in called Psych K where they talk about your secondary gain. And your secondary gain is what is it, even if you want something, what are you benefiting from not having it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a way that you're blocking yourself. For example, okay, even though I want a house, how? what are the ways that not having a home is secretly benefiting me? How is my ego loving not having a home, for example? These are the things, the ugly things that people don't want to face. We want to say, we're calling it in and we're visualizing the architect. And again, sometimes that does work. But if you are if you have, and I've been in this place where there's so many days that you string to, where you can string together not happiness, that, that suggests that there's an issue on the seabed. And I just want people listening to this to know that you can look deeper beyond the surface and know that it's not because you are, see something there and know that it's not because you're a bad person, because you're a failure, because you're more broken than other people. Everybody, everybody on this earth is equal in the, in our fallibility and our humanness. What we all want to do is become too successful to fall, to become too in love, to have it taken away, for have it, you know, too rich that we can never be poor. Like that's not... That's not the recipe for having a good core of the earth. Mm-hmm. You still deserve a good seabed though. And so you can still go under there and say, what am I spending my time on? What, what, where's my 24 hours going towards? And what do I want? And how do those compare? Are those actions actually contributing to, to helping me get 
towards a bit more. It doesn't mean I have to go out and look at 20 hundred homes. It just means like, okay, my first step is how am I secretly benefiting from not having a house? And that's the harder work than just looking at the 20,000 homes because that's 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 my issue. That's my block. That's, that's the, the actual thing that, ick feeling. That's, yeah. yeah. And that's what's making me not happy. Now that I know how I'm blocking a home, I know the home's coming. Yeah. It will just, it will happen how it happens and it will be organic and maybe I'll feel like looking and maybe I won't feel like looking. Already one that is very, that was 80% close to my dream home came in, right? Like two days after I decided I actually want a home and this is why I'm not feeling good. Because you really hadn't actually wanted a home before probably that moment. A hundred percent. Or my soul had and I hadn't admitted it to myself because I hadn't sat with myself because I hadn't admitted that I feel destabilized without one because I used to glamorize being destabilized because I was in relationships where it was so cool we were always traveling we were always moving around and da, da, da. so that was its own conditioning right mm-hmm. for me to say i want stability for me to stay i want to say i want roots roots is scared was scary yeah because right? you like to get like currently it's like i like to get up and go whenever i want yeah and that served me for a while and also yeah. to realize like i can have both yeah you know nothing is ever so black and white where we a lot of the times we tell ourselves that we can't have this because it means that something else I'm currently enjoying I can't have of course you can you can be really close to your family and really close to your future partner's family for example you know some people worry about like Mm -hmm. oh if he's in a close family and we're not going to be close with other family yeah Yeah. or people say I don't know what are some other things I was thinking about that because someone posted something on Instagram that made me think that yesterday but like you know, or I couldn't have like the assumptions you think about what's going to have to come with the stuff you have like, oh, for me, oh, if I have a home, then that means I wouldn't travel as much. Like who says? And by the way, I'm in a phase right now where I'm kind of enjoying not having to move around. Previously, I used to love it. Right. So it's just a change sometimes. Sometimes it's not always like what I wanted before was wrong or less evolved. It's just like you come to a place where you really want a home and I couldn't have wanted it a day sooner or a day later to throw a little wrench in that thought for you as I was walking around today I was literally thinking like how grateful I am that I love having my home base of like Arizona is like a very you know it's it's quiet it's I mean it's not necessarily like the slowest of slow but it's such a stable foundational place for me and then I flit around the world Mm -hmm. so you can have Mm -hmm. I love having both mm-hmm. and I do have both. Mm-hmm. So having both is a thousand percent possible. A hundred And you're looking at the example that it is possible. Yeah. Um, so we, but s- it's the fact that you, you don't think that they are mutually exclusive. Correct. You don't think that having a home, for example, let, let me just tell you like an example, like a lot of people, for example, if they spend, you know, a big portion of money on a home, then they would be like, Oh, well, that means I have to make the most of it. That means I can't travel. Of course, you physically can travel and have a home. But what blocks this is like the mental assumptions we make. Like, oh, if I have a home, then that means I have to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Do you or do you just think saying, are you just saying that to yourself? You know? Well, I actually, I assumed because I really wanted to have a home base in Arizona, but I always assumed I wouldn't be able to have the life that I wanted and still have that home base in Arizona. Mm. And I, I don't know. I, I can't go through the whole process of like how that happened, but like I am able to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted the staple and wasn't sure I could have both. Like mm-hmm. could have the, the travel, flitting, travel mm-hmm. flitting around the world. Yeah. And we started this conversation talking about if you're not feeling good, how do we feel good? Mm-hmm. And what I'm hearing in this is that it's okay to not, you're not always going to feel good. Yes. And it's okay to not, and actually accepting that you don't need to feel good all the time makes you feel more good. Yeah. I do think, yes, 100%. It, it, it takes the edge off the downs. 
Um, I do think that the important distinction to make is like, is it just a day where like, you know, there's chaos or you're having a weird thought that's getting in your way or whatever versus is there something? And I also don't think that the downs on your seabed are bad either because like, I'm telling you, sometimes you have to hit your knees to have a new realization and that's the way that life reshapes your path, right? Like I had to get to a point where I was feeling destabilized enough to then want a home. Otherwise I would have just carried on doing what I was doing beforehand, right? I traveled during all of COVID. I took 17 flights from March, 2020 to November, 2020, whatever it was. Yeah. And everyone else was in lockdown. So I could have easily carried it on doing it now unless it was inconveniencing me enough. So sometimes life has to inconvenience you to reshape you, but at least you have to pay attention. At least it helps you if you're kind of asking the questions as you go along, because otherwise it's so much better to learn early on with any sign of discomfort than to just let it carry on and think that you're the victim and can't help yourself, right? Like you want to be like responsive to whenever life is giving you like a shake up to wake up, to wake you up, right? I also think going back to the surface of the down days, sometimes, you know, it is a chaos thing or someone's late or, you know, just little things and you just let those kind of wash off your back and not throw you. But then other times like, is it a trigger that you often get disproportionately reactive about? You know, like you've helped me recently see one that I get disproportionately disproportionately reactive about. And I've learned, you know, when we did that same thing yesterday that triggered me when I was in LA that I was getting annoyed about. Yeah. Um, I was a bit less than I was the first time. And yeah. so that was progress. And that was a surface thing obviously had deeper roots it was a surface thing but I, it's not just like oh my day just happened to me like there is a part in me that I can kind of like try to turn that around or for example if I wake up having a negative thought that can throw people's whole day I can have a negative thought but also take charge of like I'm not my thoughts I don't have to believe this thought this is a negative thought that I have quite often actually and I'd prefer not to have it you know well what the surface creates the scenarios for you to actually mm-hmm. improve the seabed mm-hmm. which improves the core yeah which is why i always say to people that your everyday life is going to show you what your next step of your spiritual growth is you don't have to mastermind your process of growth you just have to pay attention to what's in front of you in your day because it is that bad thought it is you know thinking that you look old or whatever thing that you normally think what's the thing that you just think about at least once a day that's a good clue that's that's a good place to start right there you know and everybody has slightly different version of that that daily thought that comes up you know because I was going to ask to end this off I was going to ask you I was going to assume I was going to ask you like where do we start Mm. and I was going to assume that you were going to say was start with you know making your foundation really solid in your core but actually I think the answer is like you're saying the surface is what's go- is what's Helps. telling you yeah. that those daily things that are occurring to you are the things that are showing you the next thing mm-hmm. that is going to you know help solidify your core mm-hmm. which in turn makes this the whole seabed improved